God. <laughs> I, I don't oh. believe this. He's got, one day he's got it. Carl's really grumpy and all stressed because he didn't have the record. We didn't want to play a rep, so I won't say it, we didn't want to play a certain record he had lined up because it's rubbish. I know, but you uh, do this every week. Because it's, because most of them are rubbish, so that's why we choose up- No, but 30 seconds to go on the tracking saying don't want to play that. And you're going, oh, it's just me out. You're meant to be at our beck and call. We've, we've, we've got made you, you. We've made you. We got you out the gutter. And now you're getting greatest mind in the world yeah, and all that. That doesn't mean you can mess me about. If you were a doctor and you saved me life, yeah. right? There comes a point- In a way, we have, Carl. Yeah. Uh, Where were you going? Go on, what were you saying? Go, no, no, what was he going to say? He was going to say something wise then. No, I was going to say, right, if 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 you were a doctor yeah. and you'd saved me life, yeah. there's only so much that I could give back to you, right? Okay. What I would be unreasonable? Keep... What would be unreasonable? Well, you know. Forget doctor, don't forget because no, no, the doctor's, that's its job, right? Supposing I was just, I just walking along and I saved your life. I gave you a kidney, or I, you know, resuscitated you, or I, or I dived into icy water. What, what, what could I hope from you then before you started going, hold on, hold on, what, what would you, what would you be willing to do for me until you sort of got, you know, lost your rag a little bit? Because I was asking too much. So, uh, didn't I know you before you've, like, sorted a lung out for me? No. I just gave you a lung, for example. Well, I'd be a bit, sort of, I'd be thinking, why has he done that? This is vicious! But what I love though, Rick, is the idea of you <laughs> jumping in icy water to save someone, giving them a lug. I can guarantee if someone was lying on the floor screaming they needed your help, you'd affect a foreign accent and go, I know, understand, and run <laughs> off. Do you know what I did once, right? <laughs> we went out a few weeks ago, right? And some woman had her handbag nicked, and she was all distressed. He said, Ch chase the fella, Carl. You stop me. Let's be honest. Yes, look at, imagine true. Ricky chasing a criminal. Look at yeah. his little legs. He'd never get <laughs> yeah. anywhere. I mean, he started to run and then he passed Starbucks or something and nicked him. <laughs> for a short How did this turn on me? <laughs> oh, I'm a bad man because I don't give lungs away. No, because uh, no one would want my kidneys or my lungs for a start. I, I, I know. Oh, did you dear. chase the criminal then? I did no. for a bit. He walked. No, you did, did you? No, I did a little bit. Yeah, we, we sort of spread out. What? We missed him. Where was it and what was the situation? It was Did you see a bag get snatched or it was something? No, she was, she was sort of crying and she was running. Uh, um, some blokes came and sat next to her and just ran off with her purse. And, um, and uh, you walked after them? No, no, they'd gone, Steve. They'd, I mean, right. they're, they're, yeah, they'd actually gone, but um, it was just like a bit distressing because she was, she was devastated. I know how she feels as well because I had um, a jacket and you think, oh, I've just got to find them now. Yeah. Where are they? Who are they? You know, so she was really off her head with sort of like, she was angry and sort of crying. Yeah. And it was horrible. It was horrible, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Carl? He's broken his mic now. <gasps> oh, right. Play record, this Carl. Is, this Carl, is what are you doing, mate? You I don't believe this. There's, there's only two weeks to go. These should be special. Carl, play the record. Carl. We've asked you to play the record. Like you. Finally, live. <laughs> Main offender on XFM 104.9. I forgot to say who I was. Go on, who Ricky are you? Gervais, who are you? Steve Merchant. And who's that little fella over there, little L round fella? Tiny little Carl Pilkington. The funny little thing from the Smash adverts. Say, <laughs> with their, they smash them with their metal knives. Oh. You do, I was, I, yeah, you're right. He does, it does doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was asking if I'd seen a rounder head than him, and that's the only one someone come up with. That's the only thing <laughs> yeah, they come yeah. up with. Oh, look. Oh, look, you're actually a little bit stressed today, aren't you? Because you had to drink last night, didn't you? I had a couple of drinks. Yeah. I was down at Steve's night. Doing, yeah. He was doing a bit of DJ. Yeah. Went down the store. And that's why you're all grumpy. 
What? Did you hear what he just said? What? I was DJing last night, obviously that like, XFM evening. Yeah, yeah. Hour and a half, my friend and I split the time on the decks. Yeah. What, what was the word you just used? He went down a storm. We went down a storm. Right, three girls, I was walking to the toilets uh, during my set, three girls went, you are a genius. <laughs> right? De uh, what's his name? Dane Bowers? Yeah, Zane Lowe? Because you played records in a certain order. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Rick. Sorry, Rick, if you can't deal with that. Sorry if you're a little bit jealous, because this time you can't share the award. <laughs> oh, right. dear. It's but it was my uh, credit this you time. You can tell he hasn't been a DJ, because oh. it's, it's not just about... It's not just about that. The songs you play, it's the way you play them. Oh, the yeah. way you play them, whether right. it's 33 or 45, <laughs> yeah, very yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. Just... leave your hand on exactly. them as they're trying to go round. But, uh, but so, so three girls there, yeah. charmed by me, they loved it. Yeah. Um, Zane Lowe, XFM mm. DJ and MTV presenter, probably one of the coolest blokes alive. He came yeah. up, gave us massive respect. <laughs> he said, I'm loving your set. He actually used those words, right? <laughs> there were people coming up, they couldn't believe their luck. It was yeah. roaring. We'd stick on a track, people yeah. would cheer as it came on, right? Yeah. My particular favourite, Carl, I think you'll agree, my particular triumvirate, LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out, leading yeah. straight into House of Pain, Jump Around, then straight into that current Elvis track that's been re-released, remixed by Junkie XL. I played the original, which I'd already played on XFM before. I'm already there, cutting edge. Yeah. Right? Three, what, three old tracks, you mean? Three old tracks. In a row? Yep. And, um, what, I think the words that would best sum it up are, I kicked ass. <laughs> Great. Rick. All right? Well, I'm gonna be kicking some ass today, because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be shamelessly self-indulgent, mm. and, uh, we've only got two shows to go, so I'm playing some of the most beauteous tunes in the world, and I was just telling Carl, lined up a Simon and Garfunkel track, Only Living Boy in New York, he went, why is he the only living boy in New York? I went, what? He went, what does that mean then? I went, I don't know. He went, well, what's it about? I said, I, I don't, don't care. I said, it's, it's lovely sound. Said, no, but what's it? I said, I don't go into that. Do I said, he went, I like, I like a story. I said, like, oh, I said, killing a Georgie. No trickery. <laughs> killing of Georgie. I think oh. we should play that at the last. It's good. I heard it the other day on Radio 2. It's it was good. cracking. It sounds yeah. like, well. It's really good. Tell them what it's about again. It's about, um, little girl, uh, gay fella. <laughs> a little what? A, a little gay fella? Yeah. Right. Who, um, I mean, I haven't heard it for a bit, so it's all off memory, this. But, yeah. um, yeah. gay bloke, uh, is he from Scotland? I have no idea. But he's from somewhere where gays aren't liked. Okay. Right? No, 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 no. No, well, he is. George Boy was gay, I guess, nothing more than the kindest guy I ever knew, right? Now, all he, all he did was, right, his father said, how can my son not be straight? Kicked him out, right? Goes to America. Yeah, 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 but you can handle yeah. all that. You can handle your dad not getting on with you if other people around you are into the same scene. Yeah. But he, right. he was like, he was left on his own, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. He was getting stressed out. Yeah. So he goes... And this I was before, know. like, this was before, I mean this is, what, when did this record come out? 78? 77? 77, 77 yeah. years, like Right, right, right. And, um, he's... he's Doing punk. Right, oh, yeah. I see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, the village people had come along and made gay cool. Yeah. That had already happened. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't respected. But... He was watching the telly or something, and he saw that New York had loads of them over there, and they're all having a good time. Sure. No, sorry. At no point in the song does Rod Stewart say little little gay Georgie was watching telly and saw loads of gays in New York. At no point in that song. No, but this is what I like about that song. You sort of picture what's going on. You make it up. Yeah. Okay. So, so the little gay fellow was watching telly, and there was a there was a, presumably a, the uh, the and now from New York the gay show. Yeah. Or whatever, because it was a big scene over there, wasn't he, in the 70s? Yeah. Okay. okay. Go on. So he, uh, he goes over there, and, uh, he's having a great time and that. He's meeting, Went to New York Town, meeting, very quickly settled down, soon became the toast of the Great White Way. Yeah, they loved him. Went All down. the old Queens blew a fuse. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know, he was, he was out late one night. Yeah. And he, he's walking home. Yeah. 
And, uh, gets attacked, gets killed, yeah. and he's lying in the They gutter. didn't intend to take his life, they just put Sarah, uh, like, a little too far that night. Yeah, you see? So. Yeah. But what's good there? Is it, is it good that he had a bit of a good life? And was able to be himself? Yeah. Or, should he have stayed in Scotland? He didn't come from Scotland. Again, I, I really- well, I think, can, is there any way we can get this song before the end of the show and play it? Because I've, I've heard it recently. A lot of people listening will have never heard this song. They won't have any can idea what I, Can about. I say what you said when we were talking about that song once before? Is it bad? It, mi it might be. Because we were talking about, you know, Georgie Boy didn't have any, you know, got a, I don't know. What? It's when you said- Well, it's a fact. I don't think if Well, he said, so it's a fucking Georgie, he gets out, he gets out, he dies, right? He goes, well, they do go out late. <laughs> I know- well, he, gay people I go out late. I know a few gay people and they start to party late on. That's yeah. what, in Soho, right? Yeah. Girlfriend got in a cab, right? Suzanne was in a cab. And the cab driver <laughs> was taking her to an early start, right? She works at the BBC. <laughs> yeah. Early start, four in the morning. It was going down, it was mental in Soho at four in the morning. Yeah. They were all still, like, start, starting the night out. How yeah. do you know they were, how do you know they were gay? It's Soho, isn't it? Fair enough. Okay. Play a track. I'd love this to be is, able to try and dig this, this is, out. Uh, yeah, we will. This is uh, Simon and Garfunkel, The Only Living Boy in New York. It's, it's lovely. Mm -hmm. Only Living Boy in New York. Do you like that? It's got a nice feel to it. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Lovely. Um, a bit later I'm gonna be playing a Cat Steven track. It's one of the most beautiful tracks ever written. It's called Lily White off Mona Bone Jackon. Look forward to that. We've got Eminem coming up. We've had, we've got the new Eminem single as well. And, uh, a big giveaway, Rick, lest we forget. I think we should tell him what that is. Do you think so? Yeah, well, we, we all went to the BAFTAs, as you know. And, uh, we thought we could get a good prize out of this. So we got some celebs yes. to sign the BAFTA bag they gave away. It's just a, it's just a nice big chunky sort of cardboard carrier bag, you know. It's not the value that counts. This is what values it. Read out the sort of names. These are the kind of celebrity names that have signed that bag. Obviously, us three, plus Graham Norton. Yeah. Angus Staten signed it. Alan Davis, Jonathan Creek, Jamie Theakston, Paul Whitehouse. A lot of comedians, you notice. Helen Baxendale from Cold Feet, who's also been in Friends, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's so exciting. Steve Phil Mitchell McFadden. Yeah. It's an eclectic bag. I notice actually that Steve's signature is also mentioned. I think he says Steve, aka Phil Mitchell. Which is very nice of him. Yeah. Um, Peter Davison, former, uh, former uh, Doctor Who. I noticed also that when you gave him the pen to sign it, he put the pen away. Yeah, he pocketed it. say, Just his wily cockney you, ways. You're not Phil Mitchell now, mate. Exactly. Give us the pen back. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Simon Pegg, and of course, one of broadcasting's biggest legends, Steve Wright. Oh, Steve yeah, Wright, Yeah, got him yeah. to sign it as well. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, you're not gonna find that. That's quite an eclectic and kooky mixture of celebrity names. Yeah. You know, autographs yeah. on one bag. And we maybe photocopy it, and it's just, you can't we make can that explain who they, so are. Can they are. But we uh, can give that away, uh, and as you know, it's a little commemorative thing of the BAFTA. It's got a big BAFTA logo on there and everything. It's pretty yeah. classy. I, our, did, did I mention this? That our agent, yeah. who was there, he ran around getting a few of these uh, autographs, and I think he held him back to a few. He went up to him and told him it was for charity, and that was why they signed it. <sighs> which I think's you know a little bit cheeky, but that's what agents are like, Carl. You've got. To but then again, he didn't get anything from it. It's not like he said, "Give us a pound." No, he just got. Just got when he said that as well. <laughs> Yeah. He made 42 yeah, 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 quid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so anyway, we're gonna give that away. We're, is we're that a good prize? I think that's a nice prize, isn't it? It's a little commemorative yeah, thing. Carl, you're turning your nose up on it. No, what? no, it's, it's, it's alright. I wouldn't want it. Oh, oh. doesn't he? Do, do people get you to sort of do campaigns on the radio, like, drink Fosters? I wouldn't, but, 
you know, oh. you can. Yeah, but look, I know it's on the uh, the big board here. It tells us that uh, uh, this you can win signed and framed Chemical Brothers album covers on Sunday. Well, that's just two geeks who've signed that. We've got like we've some got of three alone oh, yes. in this room. Exactly. Plus, we've got some of uh, you know Britain's the cream of Britain's light entertainment who've signed that bag. I just. No, no, it's I'm appalled by you that you're just so disrespectful of no, us. No, but it's like how when when I went to the Bafters with you, and I wasn't really enjoying it, you were I like- I can't- Isa! What?! No, you didn't tell us this! You're ungrateful! You are so many people! You're like a little charity case! You're like- Oh, I God. had chicks queuing up yeah. around the block. You'd usually have to- you, know, someone like you, you would have to write to Jim or fix it, or has to ransom to get- um, to meet us sort of people. And now it's on your doorstep! I'm amazed that you didn't enjoy it. Why didn't God. you enjoy it? You got to walk down the red carpet, you went in, there was George Best, one of your footballing heroes was there, a that load of other good. big names. We, you sat there, you had prime position, you came backstage with a load of other big names. Hey, you had a lovely bit of grub. You were filming this thing for the DVD we're making. That's you, that's you, a cameraman on our DVD. And yet you think, oh, and you, now you look grumpy because you had a couple of pints and you, oh, I can't believe so it. So tell us why you didn't enjoy it, because the ceremony, what didn't you enjoy about that? Fart. It was interminable, wasn't it? Far too long. Wasn't it awful? Three so boring. hours. I thought you were going to say something. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Three hours. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose for you two, at least, you know, you were going to get something. Sure. Yeah. But <laughs> with me, it's like, I mean, I've never graduated or anything, so. Have you not? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a situation. Basically, I sat there three hours knowing that I'm not going to get anything out of the night. Yeah. Right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> No did you- sorry, when we invited you and you said yes, did you think you were up for an award? No, <laughs> I thought- I thought we were gonna be sat round tables, having a nice yeah. bit of food, yeah. whilst people are going up there winning awards. Yeah. But three hours of the same thing over and over again, I mean, if a film's three hours in the cinema, yeah. you go, well it's long, but you know, I wonder how it's gonna end. Yeah. But this was just like the same <laughs> thing over and over again, some guy going up, thanks a lot, cheers for the bit of brass. And then going down, sitting down, the same thing over and over again. Mm. I wouldn't, uh, honestly, right? I, I'd say it was one of the worst things I've ever had to do. I enjoyed the night afterwards when we did have a bit of lamb and a nice bit of veg and that. That was yeah. all right. And I went home and I was happy. And I got the the little freebie bag that you're talking about that we gave yeah. away. Yeah. Um, which wasn't much good stuff in it. Oh, all right. Right. No, what, Suzanne, what would you have done right. on that Saturday night? Suzanne what would you have done if, or the Sunday night rather, what would you have done had you been at home? I would have stayed in with Suzanne, right, watching telly, having a nice bit of pate on toast or something, cup of tea, watching 24, but instead I had to buy an expensive suit so I didn't show you up, right? <laughs> this is what I did. Yeah. And what did you spend on your suit? Well, in total, right, because, you know, the shoes and the suit and the shirt and the tie, it was about 600 quid. <laughs> that's the most expensive evening ever! <laughs> I guess, well, that's what I'm saying to you. And the daft thing is, it's dark in there, I don't know why you've got to wear a nice suit. <laughs> you can't wear a tracksuit, for goodness sake. It's dark in there! Oh, uh, no, just the shirt and that, it doesn't oh. make you a better person wearing a suit. No, it doesn't make you a better I mean? person, no. We're not that, claiming it made you a better person. No, well that annoyed me. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was, it was an experience, innit? That's why I went, because you think, if I didn't go, if I would have said to you when you invited me, no, Steve, I don't want to go, then I would have never known, right? Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've, uh, that, that's my sort of thing in life, right? Yeah. If yeah. something comes up, you should take it, even if you're not going to like it, it's a bit of an experience. Right. And Do you know what he said to me? I phoned him up because we had to meet up, yeah. and obviously he had to pose as my, uh, gay lover. Yeah. Get in, right? Yeah. He phoned me, what, you said something to me like, I bought a suit, I'm looking good. He said, I'm looking good. People will think, how on earth did he end up with that good looking guy? 
So he got into the yeah. role. That was one getting into it. Such an insult. Fire record. I just must say that we've had an email from Daryl Foss. Lots of people have emailed in saying, well done on the BAFTAs and, and well done on your room one at one. They really liked her. Thank you. There's one guy and it's Daryl says, uh, Ricky, has your dad only got one D-mob suit? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you noticed, but Ricky wears the same suit every single time he appears on TV because he spent a fortune on it getting it tailor made. I've only got one. It's a good suit and I know. it all the time. And it's winter as well. It's like a pure wall, so I'm sweating <laughs> everywhere I go. Anyway, usually it's too much cheese. I won't so, be buying another. Huh? I won't be buying another one. Ever. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Suzanne told me today, right, because I've, I've gotten, I've, I've handed it in today to have the uh, trousers turned up a bit. Why? Because it was a bit of a bodge job for the night. Yeah. Right. It was just some pins sort of holding it up the other night, but you didn't notice and I didn't tell you because I thought you'd be getting on the stage and saying, look at that freak over there. <laughs> with his pants hemmed up. But I took it, I took it to the, to the place to get it done. Suzanne tells me that I'm gonna start shrinking now and get into that age where you start going small. <laughs> I know that that must have been a revelation to you and a worry. <laughs> like, how small do you get? <laughs> how small do you get? <laughs> oh, don't right, what are we playing then? Well, I thought we'd have a bit of Marley music. Marley music? Oh, okay, go on. Baddy drawn boys, something to talk about. Well, it's a good job we've got something to talk about because we're DJs on XFM one and four point nine. I'm a good one. Stephen Merchant, what's that, Carl Belkin? How are you doing? Of course, you, you must have been excited at the BAFTAs because we did m bump into Doctor Fox. Oh yeah, pleased with that. Yeah. What was the challenge again? I think the challenge we was you had to shout Foxy. Yeah, the challenge was it's sort of like jackass but <laughs> wimpy jackass. Carl was our um, cameraman for the night because we were doing the making of. Um, Sort of series two, where we've we've filmed ourselves sort of writing it and doing bits and pieces and going to wars and that, and uh, it's on me. And that my challenge, which I, I think was it me that set my own challenge, <laughs> you did. I had to shout Foxy and get him over. Yeah, and I bottled out you about bottled. five times. I just thought he was talking to someone. Yeah, I just thought, and then I did it. And it, I just, where's the victory in that? Yeah, I shouted Foxy and he came over and went, "All right." And I think, where's the victory? Well, I remember just they dive off buildings and things. I was a little bit taken about that because even though he was joking and mucking around, he was swearing. You don't expect that from Foxy. Oh, behave! He was, uh, he was off oh, duty. Oh no, he was. He's, I mean, he's, he's more than welcome, but he didn't expect it to because he, he seemed like a lovely bloke there. But he, he has is. got an enormous head. I mean, I'm not gonna. But I'm, I'm not disrespecting him. I think he's a lovely guy. But yeah. his head is huge. But he's in proportion with his big body as well. He's a big. He's a chunky wombat of a man. <laughs> True enough. And as so am I. It was problem getting him on on screen. Sure, because of the huge head. Yeah, I was struggling. No, I know. Well, I know that Popeye people had worries about that. Uh, I had to get special lenses. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that us three freaks can take woo, this woo, out woo. of anyone. Stop what? there, though, Rick, because um, I was on TV briefly. There was a thing about the office on uh, top ten TV bastards on Channel Four, and I appeared on there briefly talking about the show. And um, there's this girl who's a girlfriend of a friend of mine, and she's and she's. Oh, I saw you on TV last night. I went, yeah. She went, I tell you this, you're better looking on TV than you are in real life, and that's good for you. And I went, I went, I was like. Oh, I, I don't know if that was a compliment because it's Definitely like. Definitely not. Well, I, I'm not on TV, so it's, it's not yeah. beneficial in any way. <laughs> yeah. But that's like. Too right, you have to step out of the TV. But that's like saying, I normally find you pretty repulsive. Yeah. I'm opinion changed slightly last night because you were on the box. Yeah. I didn't know. It, it sounded like it was a compliment. <laughs> through, the, through the aid of a different. Yeah. yeah. Through the aid of lighting. Yeah. <laughs> and. Appearing like ev for twelve seconds on screen in small doses. Oh God! You thought I wasn't as bad looking oh. as I am. In real a life. lot of people have phoned in and and uh, and wondered if you are morph grown up because they've seen a picture of you <laughs> on the website. Do you mean me or Carl? <laughs> Carl, right? Yeah. What do you mean? No, because uh, people have seen you uh, next to a picture of morph, and it's exact. If you draw, honestly, Carl, 
if you lay you down and draw around you, it's exactly the same shape as Morph. Yeah. Some, uh, or the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> or, yeah, Gingerbread Man. <laughs> <laughs> you do look like a Gingerbread Man. That's great. Oh, I love, Carl, I lo we think you're brilliant. We like looking at you, talking to you. Hearing what you've got to say. We think of you, don't we, yeah. in the week sometimes? Rick, I had a bit of a good news this morning. Go on. And I don't mean this in any way. I'm sure it's an emotional thing for her. But uh, in the sun it says that Dido, uh, her wedding's off. Right. Just thinking, ding dong. Because <laughs> for some reason, I don't know what it is. I was having a chat with my mates. I've always been under the assumption I could pull do Dido. Because she's... Because she's quite ordinary. Do you know yeah. what I mean? She looks a bit ordinary. She's quite an attractive woman, but like... Would that be your opening chat-up line? <laughs> you look quite ordinary. Dido, I don't think you could probably get anything better than me. Yeah. Because you're not too hot yourself. <laughs> exactly. My name's Steve I'd go, Merchant. I'd wear, I, I, actually, what I'd do is I'd go, right, I'm not going to meet you in the flesh, but no, I'm going to send a video, video on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is me great. on Top TV Masters. What <laughs> yeah. do you think? <laughs> See what you think. Yeah. And if you think it's good, well, I'm certainly no worse without the lighting and makeup. <laughs> so don't worry about that. <laughs> exactly. Aww. Oh, Dido. Do you have a little bit of Bowie? What was your thing about Dido? That uh, she's like a kind of... She's a bit like a receptionist. Who she? got up and sang once because she knows tunes. And uh, a bloke came up. Uh, Hi, I'm uh, Gridlin Records. I'm thinking <laughs> of releasing the CD, and it just goes yeah. mental. Exactly. Everyone buys it. Yeah, which good though, isn't it? But she should be doing photocopying or filing. <laughs> do you not think? Just the way she looks. She's got that very kind no, of suburban. The look. whole look thing annoys me. Do you know there's another pop stars thing starting? Yeah. Right? It's going on in, in in Ireland. Apparently, it's it's Ireland's version of it. Okay. And today it was like you, you saw all these kids rushing in. There was fat ones there and ugly kids, and you're thinking. It's sad and everything, they might have a good voice, but there's no chance, <laughs> right? And there was a woman there who looked a bit like Brittany, and the bloke, straight away, before even hearing the voice, uh, Brittany lookalike over there, go and get her in, give her a ticket, she's through to the next phase. And it's just annoying. Dido isn't beautiful, but I, you know, she's nice enough. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's why she's fine for me. I mean, I, I, you know, she, you you know, know I mean, my standards are quite low. So do you think Steve should go out with her then? I mean, that's what <laughs> we're asking you. Do you think he should? Yeah. Okay, so that we're bowing. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Try and fix that for next week. Fashion, David Bowie. We were doing a bit of bit of voguing, sort of cross with body popping there, weren't we, Carl? Yeah. yeah. Played that last night, Rick, during the set. Yeah. Uh, that was described by uh, Zane Lowe as uh, one of the best sets he's ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't <laughs> say those No, no, no. But I, I, I think uh, Zane just sent an email and said he's giving up because there's no point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if, when he hears stuff like that, he said, I, I, I thought I was a DJ. Yeah. After seeing Steve Merchant, I'm obviously not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, so, uh, yeah, big boy uh, Jim was down there. Yeah, he, big uh, boy Jim was going, well, I'd, uh, you know. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah. But I like the idea because, you know, uh, Fatboy Slim did uh, Brighton Beach, didn't he? And he had like 20,000 people in Brighton Beach. Yeah. Channel, everyone was loving him. Just the idea of me down in Western Supermare doing the same with, with 80, the donkeys. 86 people. Have you, ever seen, <laughs> exactly. have you ever seen that thing, karaoke challenge on exactly. uh, Chinese TV? Yeah. It's oh, great. Yeah. They're all doing it. And it's sort of like um, Jonathan, what's his name from Jonathan Bread? Morris, and yeah. all those sort of uh, people there. And the, the camera falls out and there's about eight people there. Yeah. But what I love about karaoke challenges, it's not even night fever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine that? I mean, talk about. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh dear. We tried to get on that once, didn't we? On Karaoke Challenge? Yeah, we were doing that comedy yeah, we lab. Do oh, we were doing it in character, yeah, wasn't we? Yeah, we were doing it, yeah, it's so, so we'd have a little bit of footage, but yeah, that'd they, be uh, great. Yeah, they wouldn't even let that you That was on. terrible. I remember, that was how minor a celebrity you were at the time. I remember once, right, this is how sad we were, we tried for about an hour to get on the Chris Moyle show. They were doing a competition, he was doing this competition. Um, uh, it was about golf, wasn't it? So it was like things with, uh, um, 
It was, was no, it was, yeah, it was, you had to think of a, a song title, yeah. but you had to make it into a, a golfing pun. And people were calling out and going, now, what about Drive by the Cars? He was going, Drive by the Cars, very good. And it was like, uh, uh, uh things like, you know what I mean? Things like something tea and that. And I wanted to phone up and go, hello, Chris Miles, yeah, you know, what about, um, Spandau Valley Golfy Golfy? <laughs> Just me, <laughs> and I was just like, we tried, we must, I was just about 30 quid to just to get on and do something stupid, how perfect. And they wouldn't even let us on. What yeah. were the others? It's a good game, Matt. Well, oh, oh, God. Phone in if you've got any amusing puns on, on songs golf. and golf. Yeah, please. What did you say? What was your, what? I spanned out Bali Golfy <laughs> Golfy. Uh, yeah, do you like uh, that one? It's a good, good little game. Uh, yeah, you're thinking, else? you're thinking of... What are you doing, Carl? You're thinking on the radio. That's what you're doing. <laughs> it's a first. You're actually broadcasting thinking. Can we just be quiet and just listen to Carl think? Yeah. Oh. Anything? Got anything uh, there? Any golfing puns? You know, some pe people say, Carl, it's impossible to catch yourself not thinking. Now, I reckon if there's one man in the world... Holy my shoe. That fella in the young ones, hole, and there's one on a golf course. <laughs> he's got, he's got a little, has he got a little cold as well? Cause you're, yeah, you're... I'm f well I was telling, uh, Steve before I went on the tube last Saturday night. Yeah. Kills me. There's, there's, every time I go on the tube, uh, I just get full of a cold and everything, I'm full of flu and it's, it's down to going on the tube. Is it? Is Someone it? told me that every time you go on the tube it's the equivalent of smoking two cigarettes. Really? Because of the, the sort of gunk and pollution down there. And have you heard the other one? And, and, and I always smoke two cigarettes yes. on the tube. Yeah. yeah. my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name one about the, uh... Oh, you go. All the air, all like the hairballs that are in the tubes. Because oh, yeah. of like people stood on the platform, mm. trains go whizzing past at high yeah. speeds. Yeah. Right? Takes a bit of your hair off. Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you mean don't question the science of that? Well, no, he means... Because of my It doesn't head. affect him. Right, oh, I see, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, um, apparently they all get caught up in the, in the tunnels and they have to, like, clean it out now and again because there's big hairballs on the, on the lines. It's a, a on the lines? On, on the, on the train lines. Right. Yeah, it's a terrible place. So that's why I'm all bunged up and that's, when you came in today, I was, like, looking on the websites to see <laughs> how much badness there is down in the tubes. <laughs> yeah. How much badness is there? Oh, loads. Is there a lot of badness? Loads. If you know how much badness there is on the tube, call in 0870 how much badness is there? It was just about, you know, the germs, how there's no fresh air, and that's why I was asking you about people committing suicide on, on trains and that, how often it happens, and apparently two people, uh, a week. Was it two, two a week or two yes, a day? It was two, oh, it's two cigarettes. How many people is it? Two oh, eight, people. Seven hundred, eight hundred, one, two, three, four. How many people per cigarette is it like <laughs> killing yourself on the tube? Call in. Two people a week try and kill themselves or something. Right. On the tubes. Really? Bad, that. Yeah. yeah, it is. Terrible. Should we play a record? <coughs> if you want. Have we got the big new Eminem single? No, I was gonna, uh... Oh, we'll, we'll tease them with that. We'll play that a bit later. We are gonna play it, though. We're gonna play the new <laughs> Eminem single. We will. Plus, of course, obviously we've got this big, uh, celebrity bag to give away as well. The oh, yeah, let me just... Well, no, let's, 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 let's play, no, play, no, explain we'll explain the, the, the competition after that. Doves. Doves would be good. Eminem, without me, on XFM 104.9. I'm Ricky Gervais, with me Steve Merchant. Hello there. Little Carl Pilkington. Into the last hour, three hours of broadcasting to go, Carl, for us. Three. Uh, yeah. What three are you going to be doing Three Musketeers. 
Because you'll obviously still be working here. You have a day job, don't you? What is it you do exactly? I make stuff. You make stuff? Like what, like furniture? Promos and stuff. Oh, right, right, right. Sort of a bit of in-talk there, but basically like little trails for the station. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do all week. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be back to doing that when we're off. You well, don't talk to anyone, do you, in the week? You just hide in your little sound booth thing and you really don't talk to anyone, do you, much? Not really. No. no I mean, you, you know, you might call up. Yeah. Uh, but no, I keep myself to myself. Yeah. Then you don't get bogged down in the office politics and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Is there no, a lot no. of office politics here? I don't know. I don't get involved in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Proved your point. So, so, so when um, we're away and we're like out of action, who, who, other than Suzanne, who will you talk to of a day? How will you get a sort of uh, uh, f feedback from the world? How will you get sort of like input and? I always, if I've ever, uh, if I've ever, I've got like a, a question on anything. The internet's sat there, and I can just go on online and find out. The what internet I need to is is good. It's brilliant, but it, it's not all verified. What do you mean? It's not all verified. It's not all factually, necessarily factually accurate. Anyone can put things onto the internet. It's that, you know, that's, it's, it's freaks and things that put on well, here's things one, right? like- Well, here's, here's one that I read in the week, right? One. <laughs> About this woman. Yeah. Uh, she was a bit of a punk. And, um, to get her hair done like she wanted it- Super glue? Right, no. She mm. got lard. Apparently it's a popular thing, you might, you might know. Um, put lard on your head. Yeah. And you put it in the oven. <laughs> now. Apparently, the heat that you get from the oven is different from the sort of heat you get from an air dryer, right? And she had to do that to get the style that she wanted. But anyway, uh, she comes in some money or whatever, treats herself to a microwave, right? It doesn't. It's not true. Opens oh. the door, jams the things, you know, like the little catch, so, so the microwave works. She jams it with a screwdriver or a knife or something. Yeah. Puts the microwave on, sticks her head in, boils her brain. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Right? Well, why is that ridiculous? <laughs> Boils her brain. She boiled her brain. <laughs> <laughs> she boiled her brain. And this is what's good about the internet. I went straight from that and there was a subject about brains. And do you know that Russell Gr Crowe, when he dies, is, is given his, his brain to charity or something? Some sort of... <laughs> some people who can do stuff like, with it. She gave hers to Pot Noodle. <laughs> Ah, Vesta. Yeah. Oh, that's boy in the skull. Yeah. That's, that's not true. No. It's not true, Carl. It's the same as the woman who put her poodle in the microwave, isn't it? And all it's that. just urban myths. They're but, urban myths. But again, where does it start? Someone made it up. Yeah. For a laugh. They're, they're just too convenient, urban myths. Everyone said, you can tell an urban myth not true, because it's always, this happened to a mate of mine, and, and, the, and the, when you say what happened then, they go, don't know, that was it. Was it? Was that it? Was it? Some boiled a brain and that was it. There was no <laughs> more story. Were there any dates? Have you ever, times? I think it was in Belgium. There's that, there's that, there's that one. <laughs> 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 there's that one that a bloke, right, was going to get a phone call at four o'clock to find out if his business was, you know, okay, right? And if, if he didn't get the phone call, he knew he was, um, broke, destitute. So, uh, uh, dead on four o'clock, the phone didn't ring, so he went up to the, the, the roof, his office, and he jumped off to commit suicide. And as he was passing his window, the phone was ringing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Think it through. Think it through. Who, who, who told that story? Who told that story? As he hit the pavement at 120 miles an hour. He's the only person who could have known those, that series of incidents. 
Also, why didn't and he, he wait, it. as his life's at stake, why didn't he wait till five past? I said, I'm gonna give it five minutes, just in just case. In case the lines I, are busy. Yeah. And this, and what sort of, what sort of bloke goes out, I'll call you at four, okay, if you're busy, well, call me anyway. No, no, if I don't call exactly four, then, uh, no, yeah. you'd commit suicide. Commit suicide. <laughs> I would, because if I don't call at four, ah, oh, that's the end of it. Well, call me anyway. No, that's not the way I work. <laughs> why can't you just call me and tell me the other way? Well, I'm telling you how I do it. <laughs> if you're bust, I don't call. Can't you just call to verify in case something goes wrong? What if it's engaged? It won't be engaged. <laughs> just commit suicide at four, please. It it didn't happen, Carl. Uh, the the other one, right? A bloke, right? Uh, he's he's on a uh, train station, and uh, uh, I tell you, I heard it. Um, uh, he's uh, uh, he's waiting for a crew station, whatever, and um, he shits himself. Uh, as you do. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, my well, train's in five minutes, I need- So he runs across to Millets and goes, quick, Levi's, 36. The bloke just puts it in a bag, he runs onto the train, uh, he goes into the, the toilet, takes his, uh, um, trousers and pants off. His soiled trousers yes. and pants. Yes. Throws them out of the window, I won't be needing those again. Cleans himself off, open the bags, it's a jacket! Oh. No, it didn't it happen, didn't Carl! At what point did he go into it and go, go, quick, Levi's 36, and the bloke went, sorry, Levi's 36, what, a pair, no, 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 shall I wrap them, them, it, it, shall I wrap, just wrap, whatever it is, do you want to look, no, do, I'm not looking when you're putting it in the bag, please, right, <laughs> uh, well, 36 <laughs> waist joints, well, not, don't say anything, I've told you 36 Levi's, <laughs> and put yeah. it in a bag yeah. and charge me for it, yeah, I don't oh. want to discuss it further, yeah. There was one, um... Here we go. There was one about a woman whose yeah. husband died, and she had him cremated, yeah. and made, uh, made like a little egg timer out of him, right. and she said, I did that, so it can still help around the kitchen. <laughs> well, that might be true. That might be a joke. <laughs> That's quite sweet. That no, might be that true. That is a true story, again. It was all No, right. not again, because the ones I just told weren't. Nor is the boiling the brains in a bag, curry, microwave. Head story, true. Yeah. They're too, they're too convenient. Will they... you be buried or cremated? What? Will you be buried or cremated? I don't know. Uh, by, uh, cremated. What you say? I've, I don't know, it's out of my hands. Yeah, I haven't thought about I've it. I've not thought it through and no, uh, I don't care either way. Have you heard the one so about- we Sorry. I'm just worried that we're getting into a macabre world now of- Ashes, boiled heads. So I think we should play some music. Let people just calm down. Levi's. Just think about some of the, the urban myths they've maybe heard. Assess yeah. them. Maybe they are absolute bollocks. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they can move on from it. Well, it's life. just that the death thing, right? Yeah. There was an argument on there about. Huh? Do you know that Twilight Zone or whatever it was? Tales of the Unexpected. Oh yeah. Where the woman got buried alive. Mm. Yeah. They were saying how, like, years ago, um, they bury people thinking they're dead. Yeah. And they've they've recently, like, dug coffins up, and then the people who were in the coffin weren't dead, they might have just been, like, in some sort of deep sleep or Catatonic. whatever, and they've, they've lifted the lid off, yeah. and there's scratch marks yeah. on the thing. Yeah. And that's pretty scary. That Makes you think, I mean, I hope they check these days. <laughs> that's all. Um, I'd like to play a beautiful song now by Cat Stevens, called <clears throat> Lily White. It's, it, it's lovely. A song for the lovers, man? Yeah. Big sell. Please. Cooper Temple claws there. Who needs enemies on XFM 104.9? Well, it's competition time, 
Um, if you want that celebrity, celebrity endorsed bag from the BAFTAs, um, Jane had a good idea. Go she thinks we should re revive sort of swap shop because a I competition. Love I think it's a great game. It's great. It was great, right? But a competition or just saying why you need it, right? This way, um, uh, you know, it's how much you can give, and I think it should be right. What will endorse Carl's life? A theme of the last, the season, I suppose. This is, we're ending a season now of this yeah. of this show, aren't we? And one of the big themes is is really develop Carl, enhance yeah, rejuvenate Carl. him in yeah. the same way. What do you think Carl would want? Have you got something he'd love? It can be battling tops, you know, and you've got to say why he'd love your old battling tops. It can be a book. Sorry, what's a, what's a battling top? Was this something you used to take to school, like, with your hoop and stick? <laughs> no, it was a little game. And your game. baked potato. It was in the wrist action. And Go on. You'd, you'd, it was like little tops, right? You'd have four players, right? You'd spit, wind it around like cotton, right? And hold a little... Um, I'm getting excited thinking about I it. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I know, I'm getting overexcited. It was just battling. Was this something like- And you pull it, yeah! yeah I've had and one. it goes mad! Don't yeah. send one of them. I've had one. <laughs> don't give any clues. It could be some educational, it could be some personal to you that you think you might enhance. So, the competition is, um, basically, if you want that bag- So let's just explain what the bag is. It's these, one of these sort of cardboard giveaway bags that we got at the BAFTAs. It's got a nice picture of the BAFTA logo. We got it signed by, uh, Graham Norton, Angus Dayton, Alan Davis, Jamie Theakston, Paul Whitehouse, Helen Baxendale, Steve Phil Mitchell McFadden, um, Simon Pegg, Steve Wright, obviously the three of us. And, uh, you know, it's a nice little sort of, you know, if you like kind of autographs or if you're an autograph hunter or whatever else, or you just like the bag. Or you like the show. You know, or you then, want um, a little piece of Carl. Or you want to give Carl something, a, a bit of yourself, or exactly. to enhance his life. So let's get it straight. So it's something that you have. It doesn't have to be very expensive. It doesn't have to no. be necessarily a worthy thing. Could something you've made. Carl, Carl has to go, I want that. Something that enhances Carl's life in some way. Something that will make his life a little bit more, uh, special, a little bit better. Yeah. And this is a write or email only. We don't want your phone calls on this because we're just too so lazy. So what, what can make Carl's life a little bit more special? And we'll give it away next week. So you've got a week to, to email or write in with your suggestions about what it is that you'd want to swap for this, uh, this celebrity bank. Is it carl at xfm.co.uk? Yeah. Uh, or, or you can write xfm PO Box 1049 London WC2 H7XX. Yeah. Uh, give up, give them out again, Rick. Sorry, we ought, you ought to make, maybe mention something like, you know, uh, Gervais bag. Oh, I, th I think, I think, um, uh, Carl Swap Shop. Carl Swap Shop. Or, uh... Well, let's not confuse it. Well, it's just good to have a good name. <laughs> okay. What are you thinking? It's just gonna yeah. take as long Is as the thinking on radio comes. again? Is this thinking on radio again? Alright, alright, we'll just do so, that. So, hang on, it can't just be Carl at XFM. Is it not Carl.Pilkington? Yeah. With a K. But the thing is, why are they emailing me? Because I'm not taking any bribes. They've got to send the stuff in. No, 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 they haven't. You, you, but a hundred people send something and you send 99 back. No, I won't send, oh yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, Never. No, they just email <laughs> or leave write in with a suggestion. I'll Make sure that you mention who you are if you're emailing and leave a telephone number as well. We need a telephone number, we've got to call you back. Let me give you an example. I like the bag, I want the bag, right? I think this would enhance Carl's life because I am sending, uh, a, a Feng Shui book. Something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? I am sending Carl a teddy bear. You have to explain why, though. Obviously, yeah. we can't. Why you think it isn't, you know. It's getting so much more complicated than it needs to. I'm bored with it. It was such an easy idea before. Throw the bag, we'll burn the bag. <laughs> Give it the addresses again, the Rick. bag. Okay. It's XFM PO Box 1049. That's easy to remember. London WC2H7XX. And the email? I can't remember. Carl.pilkington at xfm.co.uk with a K. With a K. Alright, well done. Yeah. Man so alive, that was yeah. exhausting. Any I'll tell you clues, what, Carl? What would you like? What would you like? I really don't know. 
Oh, no. I honest to God, I can't- I can't help anyone out here. No. Um, you just see something you like when you see it? Well, there might be something out there that I don't know about. And yet it is, <laughs> I'm mate. sure there is. <laughs> you know I'm I mean? sure there's something out there you don't know there's about. There's things in this room you don't know <laughs> 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 No, but- Okay, look, um, <laughs> we played it before once and I know you were a child. Yeah, I love I'm this. a big fan of this. This is from this. Amy Mann's album, Bachelor Number 2, and this is Red Vines playing. <laughs> Beautiful. I do. I know Carl's not impressed as ever. I don't know what your criteria for music appreciation is at all, Carl. It's just like you build them up as being something really good, and then I hear it, and it's like. Oh, but I don't know what it is that you're expecting to hear. That what we meant to say. Really good. What we meant to say. Oh, this is this all, is a mediocre this, this is all right. Listen, when you, you played Simon and Garfunkel, yeah, right, they've got their own unique sound. You know, yeah. it's them when they sing. Yeah, that could have been loads of women who I know. <laughs> It could have been loads of women <laughs> who you know. No. You only know your girlfriend. <laughs> what I mean, Cheryl Crow sounded like Cheryl Crow to me. Yeah, but well, Crow, only superficially. But mm. man's been a lot around longer than Crow. Who knows what you know influences she may have had? That sounds like a fable, doesn't it? Man's been around longer than Crow. Hey, <laughs> 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 eh? but you know, I mean, that's just you know, there's a number. Let's, let's be honest, really. I mean, there's not that many great female artists, are there? Oh, hey, be careful there, Steve. Some of the, uh, the sisters out there will be disagreeing with I'm you. I'm not saying that they can't sing a beautiful song. I'm just worried they can't write the material. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Bush. I'm thinking <laughs> of... Aren't we all, Rick? Aren't I'm we all? thinking of arm trading. <laughs> That's true enough. I am thinking of... Anastasia. Anastasia. I know Anastasia. you love Anastasia, don't you? you I love that her. new one. I, I love that new one. I, I mean, I don't it like that sort of like stuff. the other two. But it's sort of, there's a good chorus, and I can, <laughs> I, I can do her dance. That dance at the end when she puts her arms up. I like she that one. She does sound like, she's a cover of the new Tina Turner. Yeah, no, I, 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 I I've liked, yeah. And, and <laughs> me and Steve think that she's sort of like one of those people that go out with her daughter. Well, I think the reason is because if you notice, she always wears sunglasses. Yeah. And I'm sure that she's, because she claims to be something like 28, I bet she's like 40. It's like one of those 40-year-old women who come from Essex, but they come with her, uh, their daughter's 21st, and they're going, your mum's mad. Yeah. They think we're sisters. They're not, you know, I'm 40 and yeah. she's... She, she always flirts with her daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. We're going down, uh, yeah. we're going down millionaires. No, your I'll mum's down mad! Myself. Your mum's got a bra off! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you think she looks like that, Carl? Yeah. I, I can't picture her. You can't picture Anastasia? No, she wears glasses. Sunglasses all the time, yeah. No. no You're not into this, are you, Carl? You get this, this whole sort of broadcast thing as just... You're fed up with it, aren't you? You can't wait to finish next week. Well, it just seems I can't say anything right. Why? Well, whatever I say isn't right. Or funny. No, but do you know what I mean? What? Because uh, we, we, what, what, what are you upset about? Well, I laughed at the urban myth, but not being true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... But what, one of the things, I'll tell you, if, if you take nothing else away from our time on the radio, it should be to be more inquisitive. When a piece of information comes to you, don't just take it at face value, query and question it. That yeah. is what ma has made Ricky Gervais <laughs> one of the premier thinkers in this country. <laughs> he will not accept anything on face value. He queries everything. Anastasia, she looks glamorous and twenty. Wait a minute, those glasses. What do they suggest? Actually, she's forty. I'm not going to buy her records. And that's like and, that. and that's and that's libelous. That's potentially so libelous. <laughs> <laughs> so, you see? so, so, hang on a minute. Roy what? Orbison, then was he starting to look old? We're yes. not saying everyone who wears sunglasses uh, is necessarily older than their years. No, we're not even saying about Anastasia, we're just doing about an image, one of those sort of like ravers that goes to their daughter. It was just, it was like, it was a little bit of light observational comedy to be honest, Carl. You've seen through it, mate. Yeah. You've torn it to shreds. She's not 40. 
You know what I mean? She doesn't hang out round with much younger people, chatting at their boyfriends. It wasn't true. <laughs> what are you, what do you want? What do you want in life, Carl? Tell me now, because me and Steve can probably sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> that is true enough. <laughs> Come on. What do you want? What would you, what, what's the best thing you'd make your what song? Life if you could play any song now, what would it be? Well, we're gonna be, uh, spinning one of my favourites later on. Killing a Georgie. Killing a Georgie. We've sorted that out. You've probably got a lovely f few gifts you can choose from, just f just because we got a few signatures on a piece of paper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What what more do you want out of life? I always find that- Do you want a cat? You want a cat, don't you? It's the things that you don't think you're gonna get that you enjoy the most, right? Go on, like right. what? No. Well, like, when you go out for a night and you're expecting just to have a simple little drink and it turns out to be a really nice night, you see people you haven't seen for ages. Yeah. Now, the BAFTAs, so sort of, you expect so much. He's having a go, isn't he? That when you get there, you get that little bit of veg as a starter. <laughs> and you think, look at it, they've tried to make it look good. But really, as I said to you, I mean, you, you don't eat veg, which no. you find it mental. <laughs> um, but like the starter that we had, that was like, how would you describe that? that it was a veg pie, it was like, I thought, from the, from the, I was starving when I came in there, right? And from the, uh, um, stairs, I could see the tables, and it looked like there was pate laid out, and I was getting excited, I was salivating. Got there, it was a vegetable pie. I said, I said to Steve, <laughs> so, vegetable I, pie. Okay, I, someone took mine, it was away. White House took mine, didn't he? Yeah, but Rick, you won't eat anything, we've discussed this before, all you'll eat is pizza and crisps. Do you know what he said to me in the week? I was picking up my food in the BBC canteen, and he went, right, uh, well, I'm honestly thinking of stopping having lunch with you. I went, what? He went, it winds me up. It I went, what? Be. He said, he said, it winds me up. It winds me up. You won't eat anything. Mm. That's a lovely bit of chicken there. You're not eating that. You're not eating that. It winds me up too much. Like, you get irritated by people, noise out. He said, you eating, uh, it just winds me up, Gervais. And then he went, you're a cock. Yeah. It really annoyed me. His eating habits drive me mad mm. because he's constantly whinging about the fact that he thinks he's got cancer. Every <laughs> 25 <laughs> seconds. Wait a minute, I got- I can feel a lump, I can feel a lump. <laughs> it's your cock. No, it's- it's not- it wasn't there before, it wasn't there, it's a lump, it's a lump. I'm yeah. dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, quick to the hospital. I have been- how many times have you been to, um, like a doctor's clinic and sat in the waiting room, right? Carl, how many times have you been there, right, with a friend of yours? <laughs> Twice I've been with Ricky. One time when we were writing the first years of the office, we were writing in the uh, <coughs> in the waiting room for the doctor because <coughs> he had to go in there and have his because he thought he had testicular cancer. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> I'd seen he thought he had testicular cancer. And I just said, "So," uh, and he said, "I'll put." Right, I never worry about that again. He said, "No, you're not in the risk group." That the other time was, but wait um, a minute, you had to the go other in time, there. The other time was, I thought I had um uh um stomach cancer, and I went. She went, "Why?" I said, "Oh God." She said, "He said, when you get a sore throat, do you think you've got throat cancer?" I said, "I've, I've thought that, yeah." And she sort of like, she sort of said, "Get out of here, you idiot!" And I, that's what I like. I like that when they do that. But I think it's it's sort of since my mum died of it, and I just think, "Oh God, it's in the family," and that's that's the thing yeah, I worry about. But yeah. don't you prefer? I mean, I don't go because it scares me. <laughs> yeah, prefer, I'm like that. I prefer not to go because he might. I always worry that, especially with cancer and things, that they'll go. You know, I'll go there with a sore leg or something, and they'll go, no, your leg's fine, but look at this we've found in your head. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a brain, you'll be laughing! No, but do you know what I mean? They'll, oh. find, they'll find something, because none yeah. of us are perfect, and as you get older, yeah. you yeah. get little moles and stuff, and, yeah. they, and they'll say, oh, we best get rid of that, and it's like, leave it alone, it's not causing any problems. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be there. <laughs> Leave it alone. It's not. Well, it is. It's getting bigger and it's strangling your lungs. But Rick's sort of like. Oh. It's, but my point was that this is what upsets me. He constantly worries about his health. He's constantly obsessed. I found some buboes. I think I've got plague. <laughs> 
every single, I mean, every ten minutes he's got something. <laughs> I started choking once, because I thought yeah. it was some dust, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, he swallowed some dust, he started choking like he'd swallowed a fishbone, right? <laughs> it was literally, it, I thought he was gonna die <laughs> And he panicked, dust. and he shouted, right, I'm choking, I'm going blue, and I'm trying to hit me, and he's hitting me on the back, and he shouted, I don't know the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. And I was choking and dying, but then I wanted to laugh. Cause I, he panicked going, it, it, it's like, if he's gonna die, I want him to know that I didn't know yeah. the Heimlich maneuver. I did everything I, I did everything I could, but I didn't know the Heimlich <laughs> maneuver, so that was why I couldn't have saved <laughs> oh, But my point is this, he worries about his health, and yeah. yet he eats like a child. Mm. He eats crisps, <laughs> constantly, coke, he keeps going, oh I've got a headache, I've got a headache, drink some water. Yeah. No, no, boring, hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Say that, yeah. Chips, pizza, sausages. Sausages, beans, and chips. I have never seen someone eat so much. <laughs> Sausage. I don't know how he's not bored of it yet. Yeah. Sausage, chips, and beans. Everything's got to have cheese on it. Parmesan cheese, please. Uh, it, you know, on anything. Uh, why don't they leave it in a restaurant as well? Seriously, why don't they leave the Parmesan cheese? It's like it's gold dust or something. They salt, have as much salt as you want. But they, they come along, and I, I found myself sneaking. I've said to Jane, look out, is the waiter looking? And I've leant over and did some more Parmesan. I feel really guilty. Just leave it. It was what? on a trifle. <laughs> you don't need cheese on dessert. I've explained it to you. Oh dear. It's oh. Just, so this is what this is why I get angry. That's why I got. And this is I tell you this. What if I had to be? On, I mean, Ricky was on Room One Hundred One. If I had to be on there, I'll tell you this. Ricky Gervais would be the first person in there. He'd be straight in there, man, because I got a list as, what, as long as. What you did are. you think when I said um, annoying people like making noises? Unbelievable. Like it was so you talked about yeah annoying noises and that people that make annoy noises that are annoying. He is the most irritating man I've ever met. And I swear to God, I don't mean that as an insult. You no. really are because you go out of your way to be insulting and irritating. Thanks. Well, that's fine, you know. But you'd be straight in there. Yeah. In fact, we should do this next week for Carl. We should uh, we should draw up a list of Carl's hates. What he'd put in room one hundred and one. Oh, that think is think about that next that week. That is genius. Next week, so we got the competition. We got Carl. Wanna, I'll tell you what. Let's play a record and do White Van Carl. Yeah. Sum up and just let's slam dunk this mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's true enough. What are you gonna play? Tomorrow, oh. behind stars. Okay. Alpine Stars, Carbon Kid, featuring uh, little Brian from Placebo. Oh yeah, thought I recognised him. Ooh. Yeah, do like that. Right, White Van Carl, Carl, Carl. It's you, White Van Carl. Yeah, this is where we steal the uh, White Van Man column from the Sun and basically uh, fire those questions at Carl, uh, getting his uh, opinions on the week's news. Okay, Carl. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, what do you make of this? The average woman apparently takes twenty-seven minutes to get ready to go out. Did you know that? Is it, <laughs> are they saying that's that's a good thing or no? They're saying that the bare minimum it no, takes. No, average, this is what no, no, no. But I remember reading. I'm sure they said that um, it takes them 27 minutes to get ready to go out at the very least. I I think. Mean, it's, it's not that bad if it's for a night out. It's that. I mean, 30 minutes is all right. If it's but, going to get to 20 woodbines, but <laughs> yeah, or you know, if the house is on fire and it's like quick, <laughs> yeah, get ready I, and get out. I, I don't. I don't think it's in a in a, a fire. No. Uh, I think, yeah, go on. I think twenty. That's that's. I take about twenty-seven I, minutes. I didn't take up to that. But they, they, do they include the getting up, and having a bath? Doesn't that? give me any more details. No. Twenty-seven. Well, minutes. I, it's difficult to go by. Difficult to go on that one, isn't it? How long does Suzanne take to go out of the house? Depends. Like I say, if we if we're just nipping out shopping, uh, the old flip-flops and trackies on. Yeah, but if you're going out for the night, it takes a bit longer, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you got wire in the flip the uh, trackies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Okay, no, really don't know what the ins and outs of this story are. Is Van Goren Eriksson sticking with Nancy rather than Ulrika? 
Well, it's his wife and it, or his girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know if the story's true. No one seems to have offered any evidence for it. Anyway, everyone on. remained uh, silent. It's rubbish. And uh, okay, what do you make of this? David Beckham apparently was driving despite having an injured foot, and uh, just further threatening his World Cup chances. Now, obviously, you're a big football fan. Well, I'm, I'm not that big. I like, I like the odd game. Sure. Uh, Would that hurt him? Would that hurt his foot? It can be good. Is it in a plaster? It's not well, in a big car. It's just better to drive than it is to walk on it. <laughs> good point. Fair enough, yeah. Of course. Can't argue Can't with that. Can't get the bus, can he? Okay, and what do you make of this uh, fascist leader who's having a lot of success in the French presidential elections? What's he doing? Have you not, <laughs> you not come across this story? No. Right, this is one of the big, big political so, stories. He's got a far right that got nearly 20%. He's a far-right fascist leader and he's uh, having uh, considerable success in the French elections. I don't think we should be asking hard questions like this. Not something you've got to I, I, I'm getting scared. There's all sorts of bad stuff going on in the world that we don't know about. You know yeah, I mean? but we know about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're better off not knowing because there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right, Carl. Ah! <laughs> can't argue with that. Oh, oh God, man that's alive. fantastic. That is brilliant. Have we got, have we got it lined up? Yeah. It's the time. one song I've been wanting to play since we've been on XFM, really. And yeah. uh, it took me a while to track it down, obviously, in the XFM library. But here it is, Gimme Shelter from the Rolling Stones. It's an amazing track. Gimme Shelter from the Rolling Stones. That's Surely, the if there was a soundtrack to the uh, Vietnam War, that would be on there, wouldn't it? <laughs> Um, can I just reiterate this uh, this giveaway then? We've got this bag signed by a number of celebrities, Graham Norton, Angus State, and different people on there. Yeah. And if you want to win that, then you have to uh, email or write in with what, what you are willing to swap. Okay, so you need to swap something, and something that's, which will enhance Carl's life. It that's can be it. anything, you could have made it, you could have bought it, uh, anything, you, you, but you have to have it, you can send it to us in exchange for this, uh, this signed bag, and you can email Carl, carl.pilkington, Carl with a K, carl.pilkington at xfm.co.uk, or you can write to, uh, The Bag, or, uh, Ricky Gervais's Big Bag. I just realised why I've been saying, um, Carl with a K, because you can have Carl with a C, can't you? Yes, you can. As in, Cox. Absolutely. Uh, our, you can write to, uh, XFM, PO Box 104.9, London, WC2, H7, double X. Alright. Okay. Alright. Well, right. there's gonna be a bit of a change, isn't there? Um, yes, that's absolutely right, Rick. Normally we, we would end the show, obviously, with a, a song for the, the ladies. But because it's sort of Carl's penultimate show, and, uh, we're gonna play one of his favourite tracks, what are you gonna... Yeah, I just thought we could play this, uh, it is obviously the, uh, The Killing of Georgie. By Rod Stewart. By Rod Stewart, and this yeah. is, uh, a song for the gays. <laughs> oh, Changing ways, so-called liberated days. A story comes to mind, a friend of mine. Georgian boy was gay, I guess. Nothing more or nothing less. The kindest guy I ever knew. His mother's tears fell in vain. The afternoon George tried to explain that he needed love like all the rest. Paul said there must be a mistake How can my son not be straight After all I've said and done for him See his father took it as a sort of personal slight But you can't help it, yeah, you know. And uh, as he said, you know 
it's just gay. It doesn't make him a nasty person. Not at all. Leaving home on a greyhound bus, cast out by the ones he loves, a victim of these gay days, it seems. Are you enjoying this, Carl? Yeah, but I'm not gay. No evidence of him being Scottish? No, but... Georgie went to New York town, where he quickly settled down, and soon became the toast of the great white way. Accepted by Manhattan's elite, in all the places that were chic, no party was complete without George. Along the boulevards he cruised, and all the old queens blew a fuse. When he says they blew a fuse, if they're not electricians, they mean he's sort of, it's sort of, um... And, and it's not a euphemism either. I know, and he's taking a shortcut, which is mental. Oof. Not in New York City. Yeah. He doesn't know the area. He's from <laughs> Scotland. Out of a dark inside street came a New Jersey gang with just one aim to roll some innocent passerby. There ensued a fearful fight. Screams rung out in the night. George is head in a sidewalk cornerstone. I bet it was them that were screaming. Yeah. A leather kid, a swift blade knife. He just pushed his luck a little too far that night. The sight of blood dispersed again. A crowd gathered, the police came. An ambulance screamed to a halt on 53rd I'm suddenly worried. This isn't a true story, is it? Who knows? If it is, we don't know that. Just what they say, that we're not... Oh, well, that'd be terrible. Yeah. George's life ended then, but I ask who really cares? George once said to me, and I quote, he said, never wait or hesitate, get in, get before it's too late, you may never get another chance, cause use a mask, but it don't last, live it long and live it fast, George, he was a friend of mine. See, how come you think this might be a true story? I just, I just got suddenly worried then. No, but how come, how can this be a true story, but the bloke jumping out of a window and hearing his phone ringing? <laughs> no, because Rod Stewart, I just suddenly thought, what if he's written a song about this and this bloke did actually exist and was killed? Then I, f I, f I started panicking. Yeah. But I don't think it is, is it? I'm almost certain it's not. Okay. Is that it then? Is that it? Then we, we, we got to pack up and go home. Mm. Yeah? Well, I think we've enjoyed ourselves. I've, I've loved it. I've loved every minute of it. Carl.Pilkinson at xfm.co.uk for your suggestions uh, as to what you're willing to swap for the signed bag. See you next week. Bye.